There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sci-Fi Talk in the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve, and tonight we'll be discussing Episode 7 of Season 1 of Krypton. It's kind of sad that you said Episode 7. I know. <laughs> that means we only have a few more, and it's like, oh my god, how am I so invested in this already? I but know. It does kind of kill me that Sci-Fi gives us these, like, short seasons. Yeah. But good for us, because we're like, we have a lot of shows, but... At the same time, it's like, holy crap, you're throwing all this at us in, like, what, 10? 10 episodes, I think? I think so, yeah. Oh, it's so much. It's killing me. All right. Well, other than being depressed, because, you know, we're almost to the end here, why don't we talk about the ratings news? Because I think those are pretty good. Yes. we uh, For episode 7, we had a 0.17 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.63 million viewers, making it the 57th rated cable show for the day. I uh, was bad. no, not at all. I was hoping to give you live plus seven for episode five, but once again, Nielsen has had a hiccup and has not gotten them out. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. And that was Nielsen falling over. Yes, because their <laughs> server just totally crashed. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's jump into episode seven, entitled "Transformation." Are you ready? Are you ready for it? Yeah. <laughs> After a failed coup. Daron punishes the conspirators. Lyda and Dev go in search of Jaina. Killing me, guys. Seriously. Yeah, I know. Oh. Although, I, I'm going to say right now, I was so pissed with Daron. Oh, absolutely. Like, I, I know we didn't, we weren't happy with him at all anyway, but this was a level of me being pissed at a character. And you know how much I hate Aaron Wright in uh, Expanse. <laughs> so yes, absolutely. It, it like tops that <laughs> because the level of just slimy. Oh my god! Like I needed a shower after he was on scene because I just felt so disgusted by his whole demeanor the whole episode. Oh yeah, there's no doubt about that. He was just up there with the scummiest. Oh god, talk about like getting pulled down to the bottom of the swamp covered with muck. Yeah. <laughs> and somehow he rose to the top again. All right, let's talk about how we open. We open just moments after what we just seen. And when the high priest decides to reveal himself to the Sagittari that we're trying to take him out. Right. Oh, God. So he wasn't full on, like, creepy looking. It was kind of like in the back. Right. And so I wasn't 100% sure they could see everything at first. But then, you know, he starts taking them out. And we see Jaina running down a hallway and another guard coming around and he's like, Primus, help me. Oh my God, that kind of hurt. Yeah. Because she looks back and you just see the pain in her eyes that she can't do anything because all of a sudden that weird vine-like brainiac thing comes and grabs him and pulls him back. Right. Oh my gosh. I felt so horrible for Jaina because everything for the Zods have been their honor. And not only has she compromised her honor to do this, to do what she needed to do for her daughter and 
ultimately what she thinks. I, I believe it was ultimately what she thought was right for Candor. But now she just lost all these people to a being that isn't even human anymore. Right. So what has to be going through her head? Just pure panic because she really didn't, I don't think, even consider other beings. So to see this happen is just got her completely off her game. You know, she just doesn't know what to think or what to do. And I totally blame the higher ups from hiding it because they knew. Oh, absolutely. And then what did they do? Instead, they decided to kill Seg's grandfather. Right. You suck. What? (laughs) And then uh, this is what killed me. And I almost tweeted you because I was not able to watch this live and I had to rewatch it. So I was part of the plus seven. Actually, I was like plus three. Um, I wanted to text Steve so bad, but I knew he was working when the voice asks, will you be my guard? Like, will you comply? Like they had a choice. Okay. Right. Because he's just like zipping at them with these vines. They didn't have a choice. And now it's like the things are in their head and the tentacles are putting something else there. And now, oh yeah, sure. They're willing servants. I don't think so. <laughs> well, we'll find out how willing it is. Yeah. I was so angry when that happened too. Cause I'm like, come on. How are you asking if they're willingly serving you when you just shot something in their head? Yeah. (laughs) It's like, oh, I'm going to give you a lobotomy, and let's see if you can answer this question. Yeah, whatever. Ugh. All right, you're going to have to take Zeron because I was pissed, and I'm probably going to just, like, grunt a lot right now. (laughs) Well, Daron is dragged back from his diplomatic mission to Alderaan Argo City to answer whom he still believes is the voice of Ralph. But, of course, the agent of Brainiac quickly sniffs out Daron's lies and exposes his true nature, demanding the truth about the assassination attempt and the names of those implicated in its execution. And, of course, Daron is just quaking. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if there were several puddles underneath his feet. Right? And he wouldn't look (laughs) up. No. Now, he does say something because... Um, the voice says something about looking, you know, look at my face. He's like, nobody's supposed to look at you. Yeah. So, I mean, at least that part, it was like, okay, get away with that. But, oh, God, I wanted to punch him. He's become punchable, like, more so than he was. Oh, absolutely. Like, every every scene he was in, he was more and more punchable. And, of course, uh, to emphasize the need for clarity, Brainiac's agent grabs Daron by the throat and lifts him into the air just to show that he is much stronger. Yeah, not just a normal Kandorian anymore. No. So to prove Daron's newfound loyalties, which you wanted, you expected him to be on his hands and knees kissing the agent's feet, he's forced to reveal the names of the co-conspirators, and because he knows the agent can tell when he's lying, he names himself Primus, Jainal Zod, Nissa, and five members of the Supreme Council. I can't believe he gave up his daughter. That, well, yeah. that was the level that I'm like, are you serious? Like, you gave up your kid. You are the biggest slime ball. Yeah. Uh, I will try not to just grunt and groan this the rest of the time he's talking. <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody, but ah. Uh. Yeah, he admits they wanted the anointed tyrant dead because he was an ignorant zealot who peddled false hopes and purged any opposition by penalty of death. Okay. Well, for that, actually, um, he seemed to stop, and I'm still going to call him Brainiac because it's basically Brainiac talking through him. 
Right. The voice of Brainiac. How about I go that way? The voice of Brainiac was kind of like, huh, okay, that makes sense that you would try to overthrow somebody who was like that. Right. So I was actually surprised that the voice of Brainiac was so reasonable with that moment. Yeah. I mean, did you think it was going to go that route? No, I really didn't expect it to go that route. But, I mean, to Brainiac, yeah, the Kryptonians are really nothing to him, I don't think. I mean, he's so much more than they are that it's not funny. So it's like, yeah, well, all right. So you got to uh, ferret out traitors and publicly execute them. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I think he was fine with that. Until all of a sudden he's like, um, you do know that means Anissa too, right? Let me handle that one. Yeah. I'm still like, mm, is he going to do it at this point? Yeah. I'm not sure that that was a wise move on his part, thinking that if he could be the one to kill her, it would make any difference. <laughs> yeah, because I'm sure facing you know, your father is going to make it all better. Right. I mean, that would have been no different than Jaina having to be the one that killed Lida. Right. Seriously, yeah. though. I, like, the fact that he was even contemplating it at that point, I'm like... You piece of crap. You should have just died. And that would have saved everybody. Yeah. And I think that's going to happen here in another episode or two anyway. I'm not going to be sad. No, neither am I. So down in the rankless district, Seg, Lyda, and General Zod are sneaking back into the city when they're approached by Sagittarius guards. Oh, yes. The Sagittarius are everywhere. Yes. So Seg pretends he's just a noble cycle drunk and is left alone. Yeah, and you know what? I thought it was pretty cool because he was able to basically play off Zod, who is injured, being super drunk. Yes. (laughs) How do these people not recognize that this is the guy that's supposed to marry Nyssa at this point? I just feel like it's kind of weird. Right. Yeah, I'm not sure how how many Sagittari there are and how aware they are of everything that's going on. You know, if it was part of Lida's command, then I think they would have known. But say if it was a completely different group, then they wouldn't have a clue. Most of them didn't know that Seg was supposed to be, wasn't supposed to be rankless anymore either. I think they were just still giving them crap. Yeah. So they make it to uh, Kim's Tavern, where uh, they are informed that there's been a coup attempt and the whole city is in lockdown mode. Yeah. And that Jaina Zod has been implicated as the lead orchestrator, and Nyssa is scheduled for her death sentence. That was really interesting, especially when when Light is like, no, really, what happened? Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like, believe- no, my mom wouldn't do that. What? Are you kidding me? Like, she looked really surprised, which, of course, everybody kind of was. Yeah. And she didn't seem to care too much about Nyssa, of course. Oh, no. Until Seg's like, yeah, we need to go try to find her, too. And she seemed kind of ticked about it, though. Well, I mean, I understand on one hand, but on the other hand, I mean, you got to think about everything that's just happened recently. There's right. got to be a really good reason. But And, of course, his reason is that she tried to help save Lyda. Yeah. When he asked. Yes, so. And I don't know, did did you get just a moment of light up pouting? Yeah, just a little. That's, yeah. That's basically what I got out of that, like, fine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but with this happening, we have uh, Adam, poor, poor Adam, uh, acting strange, but he goes over to the Fortress of Solitude, and of course he gets, you know, Grandpa L's little hologram pop up. 
talking to him. He's like, oh, hey, what's going on? What do you need? I love it because it was so formal. Right. But he's like, I need you to fix this so I can, my Zeta beam, because I gotta go back. And it, it seemed like, you know, at first, okay, no big deal. We can figure out how to fix this. Let me analyze it, blah, blah. And he puts it on a little analyzer. And I loved it because Val is about to plug in whatever he needs to, and Adam's just like, boop, boop, boop. And even the hologram looks at him like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> How did, yeah. how did you know how to do that? He's like, yeah, I know things. I'm, although I do love it because he was being like real snarky about it. Of course, he was also drinking some weird green concoction. And he's like, you know what? I still couldn't find the adult movies, so don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I haven't discovered all your secrets yet. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh my gosh, so snarky. Of course, you know, he's not telling Val what's going on. Of course not. But just like, I need to go back. I need to go back to Earth because I screwed up. And the Val's like, where's Doug? He's like, man, I don't know. What What is going on? If you tell the, even though he's a hologram, I mean, it's not like he's going to judge you emotionally like Seg basically was. Right. So he'd probably be able to help walk you through everything, right? Yes. That would make sense. But, but oh. no. Yeah, I love it. His little drunk butt staring up at, like, the stars. I'm going to go home because I'm going to send somebody back who's, you know, a hero. And, right. And this is I where. I through the whole yeah. Feel sorry for me because I've tried to be a hero and I've failed and I've screwed up with SEG by not withholding information and I'm just a failure. I thought this was really interesting, though, because he does tell him basically, you know, everything. Right. This is what, what happens. This is what's, you know, I'm not a hero. There's all these people. But then I thought if I can do this, the Justice League would pay attention to me. And I'm like, I don't know Adam's background. Right. I want more. Yes. But I love it because Val's like, well, you came here and none of them did. Right. So doesn't that make you a hero? You're trying to do something. And as this is happening, I love it because he's kind of like, huh? Wait a second. Maybe I am. And he finally tells him what's going on. Not full. Right. But when he does tell him, he's like, all right, listen, Seg is not that big of an idiot. He's kind of ticked, but he'll come around because he knows what you're trying to do. And all of a sudden, he, you know. We have Strange, like, can you just fix this? And Val's like, yeah, it's already done. And right. then whatever triggered his, like, that moment of clarity for Adam, because he's suddenly like, wait a minute, I'm going to take my, my beam. I can do something. And then he races the whole back and forth with them. Right. He races their conversation. And I'm like, wait a second, what was it? I don't understand because I don't know if I missed it. Like, was I not fully paying attention, what was the moment of clarity for him? The only thing I can think of is to get rid of General Zod before he returns to Earth. Oh, okay. That would be the one thing that he can do that at least will maybe get the Justice League's attention. Oh, okay. Speaking of General Zod, he's being patched up back in the storeroom at the bar. Some really interesting technology, let me tell you. Oh, yeah. They can just, like, kind of quick little slap on and Peel, that'd be great. Super yeah. fast. Not just a band-aid. It's a Krypton band-aid. That's what it was. There you go. Only it was super awesome. And I love it because um he seemed really not exactly forthcoming with his information, but you know, she she tried to ask him a few questions, Lida that is, and like he'd answer but not exactly. Yeah. So it still has me questioning, you know, if he's truly who he says he is. I mean, we know he's a Zod because his blood opened that portal. Right. But mm, I'm starting to wonder about everything else. Right. I am too. 
Earth. And I, we had a chance, and I thought we might get verification when they oh. get Jane it there, but that didn't follow through either, so. No, I was kind of ticked with that, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, Daron goes to visit his daughter, who, of course, is under house arrest. Oh, yeah, she was pretty ticked about that little fun funness happening, too. Yeah, and recounts this touching story about Nissa's courage as a child in a song that was her mother's favorite. Yeah, as she's sitting there looking at him on the couch, and that, that look on her face, I'm like, uh-oh, that yeah. means something. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, he offers up his feeble apologies for this impossible situation and draws a blaster pistol and shoots the hologram sitting on the couch. Yeah. Surprise! Because next thing you know... She's smarter than you. Right. Next thing you know, she's got a knife to his throat. Good. Good. Yes. You should have split it. Ugh, slimy little bugger. I'm shocked he still didn't just scream, you know... Because then she would have been killed by the Sedge right. that came in, but he would have been dead, too. Yeah. So Unfortunately, I, Seg shows up in the nick of time, finally is allowed into the chamber, where he decides to uh, lay a can of whoop-ass on uh, Daron for uh, being such a uh, wimp. Right. And trying to murder his own daughter. <laughs> for good men. Yeah, the whole time, this is like, I'm going to take him out. This fool cannot live. Yeah. And I love it because he's like, no, 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 wait, wait, you guys need me to escape. And seriously, I thought Seg was getting way smarter. Yeah, but not so much. No. You can't trust him, Seg. Come on. Because, of course, now they've got two Sagittari in there. they having to fight them. Right. And color me surprised. Oh, absolutely. Nissa can fight. Yes. It was that really was interesting. awesome. Even more interesting when we find out how she was able to fight, how she learned, yeah. because that comes out later where uh, he just happens to make that mention. How did you learn to fight? And she's like, I had a lover in the Sagittarius. She taught me to fight. And the fact that she said she, and she kind of looks at him like waiting for him to judge her. Right. And, but it didn't happen. Yeah, and he's like, all right. I, I think that really surprised her, too, because she's so used to being judged. And she does say that, actually, in this whole scene earlier. Right. You've taught me to use people and then throw them away when she's talking to her father. Right. And it's like, so she's never had a confidant or just a friend. It's, right. It's kind of sad. Yes, it is. I mean, I don't and you've feel got a like, kind of root for her now. Yeah, I know. I was like, I don't feel like she's super trustworthy yet, but I feel at this point that she knows that her father was willing to sacrifice anybody. And so she's like, I need to throw in with a lot that's going to, you know, at least be on the right side. Right. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. They do get out. Yay. Because yes, they, they, do. they took out the Sagittari, they put on their clothes. I'm like, oh, my God, how very Star Wars of them. Yes. <laughs> like, oh, man. And, I mean, when this was all happening, I was still, like, thinking, is Nyssa going to somehow sell him out and take off? So I'm glad that didn't happen. Right. And uh, this whole time that this is happening, we have Lyda searching for her mother down in the, the rankless regions. And who did you think was behind her? Because all of a sudden we see somebody all, all like, covered up grab her. Right. Who did you think it was? I figured it had to be Dev M. I didn't think it was her mom. See, I was thinking it was Jaina, but okay. of course that wasn't. It was Dev, which totally surprised me. Right, because we didn't see him get out of the, the room. Right, but we also didn't see anything happen to him. True. So I did not know what what happened. Right. So I was surprised, but he 
And he spills everything about the assassination attempt and the reason that he followed Jaina to do it. I was like, what? I wasn't yeah. expecting that at all. Oh, and so you think maybe he is okay. Right. It's hard to tell because he's always so stoic anyway. Right. <laughs> like, was that emotional? So how could anybody tell if he was a bit off or not? Right. Yeah. So anybody who's like, oh, no, I totally knew. Really? Did you? Did you just yeah. suspect? So Lida has an idea of where her mom may be hiding, so they go shuffling through the snow and ice outside the city limits, and Lida spots a cave containing some living implements, and Jaina steps out from behind the shadows with her rifle at the ready. Good. Yeah. But, oh my gosh, this was rough, because when she recognizes Dev and Lida, there's that moment where... You see just, you know, relief and emotion, which we haven't really seen from her. Right. It's like, oh, wow, this is weird. I don't know if I can deal with this. Yeah. And then she's like, I thought I was the only one who made it out. Oh, well, Dev decides to spring a little surprise. Yeah. <laughs> he removes his hood, and we see the pulsating red disc that was embedded in the, all the other Sagittarius soldiers that were converted by Brainiac. Yeah. And he's, yeah, you were. What? And then just when he's talking. Because before this, too, when when Lida was talking to him, he's like, did you love me? You told me that. And I thought it was just, like, serious emotion running through him at this point. Right. Like, and she's like, well, yeah, I love you because we've been friends. We've known each other. And he's like, that's not what I meant. Right. And she yeah. admits it to him that she wanted him to know, but not really. And he's like, well, thank you for being honest. I wasn't sure what to expect. And then this happens. And I'm like, Okay, I'm I'm still not quite sure how that moment turned into this. <laughs> yeah. And all of a sudden, you know, he's like, "We can live forever." It's like, "Oh god, this is not where you want to go." No. He's seen yeah, things in the universe he's never seen and Brainiac has given him a form of perfection. No, no, no. 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 <laughs> Don't go there. No. And he is way faster and stronger than Jaina at this point. Oh, yeah, because she fires and he just does the flash move and turns to the side and it goes right past him. He picks up Jaina and throws her into the rocks. Then Lyda has to shoot him. Oh, my God. Yeah. But she shoots his, like, arm off. Yeah. Like, Which was... It was, like, sizzling and weird. Yeah. But I don't know how that killed him. I'm not sure it did either. But at this point, you better, like, light him up. That's what I'm yeah. thinking. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to make sure he ain't coming back from that. But we don't see that happen. See, I've no. watched a lot of zombie movies. Sure, take that headshot. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Especially if he's an agent of Brainiac. Right. Because you know nothing about their makeup or anything, so. I doubt he's going to, like. Take a chance. I doubt he's going to grow another arm, but he might get up from that. Absolutely. And he might be able to put that arm back on. He's got those tentacles running through his body. Ew, weird. They just kind of, well, you know, fuse back together, and there is our, his arm's back. Oh, God, I didn't think about that. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Terminator time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but Lyda ends up sneaking her mom back into Candor, back to the bar, so she can introduce her to General Zod. And I love it because Jaina, first of all, looks super stressed. Yeah. Like, who was your father? Like, okay, I'm going to skip all this crap. Go yeah. right to it. And first he looks at Lyda's like, are you sure you want to know? <laughs> Duh. And I'm like, 
okay, I can see that paradox kind of thing. But, right. I mean, he's looking at her and he's like, I never knew who he was. Just that he was a fighter in the battle for Candor. How is that telling anybody anything? It, it doesn't. It's absolutely worthless. It's like, what? Zero cent. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But he, he was shifty-eyed with it. So do you believe oh, yes, him? Yes, he was. He was avoiding that, that answer at all costs. I don't know. So do you believe him? Oh, hell no. I still don't trust him. I'm still, I'm seriously starting to think that it could be the brother all of a sudden. Yeah, I did too. But, and Jaina looks him right in the face and you would think if that was her brother, she would have recognized something in him. You think all those years later? Yes. I would think so, but yeah, maybe not. Maybe, you know, cause let's see, they were probably 10, 12, maybe, and Light is in her 20s, so yeah, I guess it's possible that it still could be a brother and she just not recognizing. I don't know. I'm starting to wonder who the heck he is and why yeah. he's being so, uh, he was so forthcoming for a while and now he's like, I'm going to be tight lipped about all this. Right. Yeah. And I don't trust the stuff he was forthcoming about. Yeah, right. <laughs> <sighs> but they're back. They're there right. at least. Jane is alive. We find out that uh, N- Nissa and Seg are able to get there, so they're alive. Everybody's together in this back room, hiding out at the back of the bar. Yeah. With, you know, walls that still have holes in it. It's weird, but, you know, okay. And I love it because then they bring up, let's go to Kryptonopolis again. What the hell is Kryptonopolis? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can have a base. It's and, yeah. another city on Krypton, and we've, we've heard a couple of them now, yeah. so... Looks like there's probably several other towns on Krypton. Right, which we've learned they were all city-states, so they're all being, like, ruled separately. Right. But, yeah, you know, getting getting to one of them and trying to establish something to change what could happen, I think, is really necessary. Right. But then Zod, and I don't understand this, he's like, uh, Brainiac's coming to just pluck Kandor right out. And there's no time. Yeah. Why is there no time? It's not like it's going to take ages to get to the next one, right? Right. Like, what is going on? And this is where I start scratching my head with Zod. Right. His big thing is to get Doomsday released. Right. Well, that's not saving Krypton. That's destroying Krypton completely. Yeah. Not just Kandor, but the whole... It's not like, oh, I'm going to let the genie out of the bottle and I'll be able to put him back in no problem. It's not. It doesn't work that way. But Zag decides, hey, wait, we got a way to do this. We can create an army really fast. Right. Which. And it was a solid plan. It was, but I was still like, uh, is it going to work, though? <laughs> right. Mostly because I'm like, okay, most of those people didn't seem like fighters. That's why I was thinking, is it going to work? Right. And their idea was to basically create an assault on the Voice of Rao to make him show everybody who he was, and then everybody would freak out and be like, oh, my God, we have to, like, rise up. Right. And then the Nova Cycle happened. Yeah. yeah. So you have Daron, who is, like, master of ceremonies, giving his little speech, and I wanted to punch him. Yes. To the rankless. And all of a sudden, here comes the guards that have been taken over by Brainiac. Right. And Daron looked really surprised. I'm guessing they weren't supposed to come in either at that time or at all. I don't think he he didn't know about him. Oh. Yeah. Then Brainiac comes out, voice of Brainiac. Yeah. <laughs> and he starts, you know, going on on the ceremony. And one of his acolytes kind of jump up and start screaming that he is not a man. Right. He's not who he appears to be. Right. And I'm like, oh, crap. What's going to happen? Because we see that. 
you had Seg, Lyda, Zod, Jaina, and Cam all up there, like, uh, like ready. Everybody yeah. with the gun. About ready to fire it. I'm like, what's going to happen? Because there's no way that he could know what they were thinking. No, you wouldn't think so. But it sure felt like he planned this all along, and it was just a good enough plan that... Right. Well, there's, that's for sure. Because the voice of Brainiac has the the multi-faced gold helmet thing on as he's talking. And all of a sudden, after the acolyte screams and she's grabbed by guards, he's like, no, 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 she's right. I'm not a man anymore. And then it goes into the whole thing where he steps into the fire and it's like, no, I can promise you eternal life. And there's no more ranks or rankless. Everybody's one. And everybody there is, I'm not going to say super religious, but they're, you know, following this religion and they believe in it. And then they see this happen and they're thinking, oh, my gosh, he really has transcended and he's not a man anymore. He is now like another being. But, of course, not the type of being that we wanted them to see. Exactly. Great. And then he promises that they will live forever. Right. Great. This is going to go over really great for our people. Yes, the crowd screams in joy that their salvation is here now, not this alien that's going to come enslave us. Right, because he is total used car salesman. He's selling it. Oh, yeah, and they're drinking the red Kool-Aid. Yep, I was so mad because, I mean, at this point we know that the Acolyte, you know, was trying to save people. And to expose, you would think, yes. expose the voice of Brainiac for what he is, but he just spun that like real easy. Yeah. Well, now what? Because Seg's like, uh, guys, we're screwed here. This ain't going to work. So I don't know. What do you think is going to happen? That's a really good question. I'm not, I don't know. I guess they will try to get a hold of the, you know, Kryptonopolis and see if they can recruit a few more people, but plan right. it. And I think Zod's going to push to, have Doomsday released. I keep pushing for Doomsday. Yes. Because I really do think that thing that he came from the future as well, he might have something up his sleeve that he's learned that might work in controlling Doomsday. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. But he didn't want to say anything because basically he wants to keep Krypton for himself. Basically he wants to get rid of Seg so the L's are completely gone. And the Zods can now become power. rulers of Pandora. Uh, I would say probably essentially the universe. Uh, yeah. Well, what do you guys think about it? We want to hear from you. Send us your, your theories at sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com. And it is S-Y-F-Y, just like the, the channel. Um, and while you're at it, if you can rate and review us on iTunes and every other podcatcher you're finding us on, because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. Wow. So tell your friends, because I'm pulling people in on this one. I'm like, I've talked to the DC fans at work. I'm like, you guys need to watch because I need you to explain some stuff to me. So I got all these guys like catching up with the show. So I'm hoping you guys are telling your friends too. And while you're at it, have them listen to the podcast, because I'm sure we got a whole lot of people out there who know a whole lot more about the comics that can give us some information. And if you're one of those people, send us an email. So all that being said, I am Sean Fangirlass. And I'm Steve. There's always a choice. You just made the wrong one. And until next time.